And now, a message from Pastor Josh Carmody. And Merry Christmas to you. Well, hey, thank you. I'm uh, Josh. I'm one of the pastors here at New Covenant. And uh, in case you hadn't heard this service, this whole thing's going to be less than an hour. And uh, what you mean? Uh-huh. I heard that. And, uh, and so I'm not going to be up here talking too long this evening. But I uh, just wanted to say Merry Christmas to all of you. And we're so glad that you uh, decided to spend a little bit of your holiday right here uh, with us. We have been talking here at New Covenant this, this idea, this, this season of Advent. Um, it's in the church calendar, and the Advent is the, the weeks leading up to Christmas. It, it ends on, on Christmas Eve, and, and really it's the celebration of the fact that Jesus Christ came to this earth, that He advented, He showed up, and uh, He emerged, He appeared, and here was Jesus Christ. And we've been singing about it uh, tonight in many of our different songs that He came to restore a broken world didn't he? And he came to help those of us who were lost, which by the way, is all of us. And uh, he's restored us and rescued us. And so we celebrate Advent. We celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ has come to earth, that he loves us, that he cares for us, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. We just sang the song, he is the way, the truth, and the life. And this evening, I want to read a familiar passage to you if you've uh, come to New Covenant within the past month. If you have not been here before and you find yourself here for the first time tonight, welcome. Uh, we're glad you're here. Thank you for joining us tonight on this Christmas Eve. Eve. And uh, so we're glad you're here. But let's read uh, this scripture in John uh, chapter 14, verse 1 through 7. It says, Do not, everybody say, Do not. And I like, don't you like the little Christmas trees and the star there? I saw that earlier. Isn't that fancy? Say, say fancy. That's fancy. All right. So do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. And if that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am, and you know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. And from now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. And so we've been talking about these verses the last few weeks. And, and we started off with Thomas. Everybody knows him as, the, as doubting Thomas. But Thomas asked this question. He said, he said Lord, how, how can we know where you're going? We don't know the way. He says, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And so he asked this question. And we've been talking about how Jesus responded. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And here's the truth behind this, is that he's asking this question, what's the way? And I'll tell you the answer to that question. The way is Jesus. I mean, he's the, you know how they say Jesus is the answer for everything? I mean, Jesus is the answer for every big thing in life. Now, I understand two plus two does not equal Jesus. Two plus two is four, okay? I get that. But there's all these big things in life, these, these things that come at us, these questions that we have, just like Thomas. And I want you to know that the answer is Jesus. For example, I don't know if anybody has any money in the stock market, but if you do, you're probably pretty sad right now. 
because it's like it just was going great and then all of a sudden poof, and you say that's a problem panic but here's the cool thing Jesus is the answer well how's Jesus the answer to the stock market that seems weird where there's a scripture that says that we shouldn't trust in earthly riches because that's that moth and rust they destroy those things but that we should lay up treasures in heaven so see Jesus is the answer to the stock market that's pretty cool right and and he's the answer to so many big things in life the questions that we have what should I what should I do who should I be when I grow up what whatever it is there's all these questions that we have and I want you to know tonight on this Christmas Eve Eve that Jesus is the answer he's the answer he's the answer to all of our questions He's the answer to our problems. He's the answer to those things that we don't understand. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? He is the answer for us. And so I just want to talk very briefly this evening about just a few ways that Jesus is the answer. Amen? Is that all right with you guys? Can I do that? Okay, four things. Everybody say four things. Breaking the mold. There's supposed to be three things in a prayer. We're going with four. All right? That's the rule of preaching. Three points in a prayer. You get an extra one. Because it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> so, Jesus is the answer. He is the answer to our broken relationship with God. Jesus is the answer to our broken relationship with God. That's good news. And you don't believe me yet, that's okay. Here's the thing. The Old Testament... You read it in Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and you go through all of the Old Testament and it's gradually revealing God's plan to save people. It's all working up. It's all pointing to the future of a Messiah, of someone who will come and mend this relationship between God and His people. Because in the very, very beginning, we've been reading scriptures tonight that cover so much of what was said about Jesus and who he would be and, and who he is and, 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 and who he is to come and he's the way and the truth and the life. And we've been reading these things, but way back with Adam and Eve, sin entered the world and they disobeyed God. And from that moment on, there was a deep crevice, there was a big gap between us and God the Father. And the answer to that gap, the answer to that space, the answer to that break in a relationship is and was and forever will be Jesus. He is the answer to our broken relationship with God. In the New Testament, it shows us that Jesus is the promised Redeemer. Look at this in 1 Timothy chapter 2. This is going to make you smile. I just know it is. It says, For there is one God and one mediator, who can reconcile God and humanity. The man, Christ Jesus. He gave, check this out. He gave, I mean, it's going to put a smile on your face. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This, and look at this. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. So this scripture is telling us that there is, that there is one God and there is one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity. There is only one man, one person, who could reconcile the fact that we are incredibly horrible sinners 
and God is amazing and loving and that there is no darkness and there is no sin in him and all and the two of us were not compatible and so there was one mediator one man who stood in the gap for us and that is Jesus Christ who came as a baby you see the manger behind me he came as a baby you're like what that's a manger yeah zoom out for a second I don't think everybody's looking at me like I'm like what are you talking about Josh see Everybody's like, what's the design mean? Uh, what's, up? what's up? Star? Manger. You guys really didn't see that earlier, did they? <laughs> so I know I was standing in front of it. So that's why I wanted to show you. Um, and so that was, Anna had thought of that in her brain. And out it came. And uh, so we just switched it. In case you're wondering, we just switched it this morning. No, this morning. So you weren't here, but somewhere, all right? Um, I won't name names. So Jesus reconciles us to God. He came as a baby to this earth. And I love this. God gave to the world at just the right time. See, we get impatient and we want our timing. But here's the thing. The problem with our timing is it's, it's imperfect. And the cool thing about God's timing is that it's perfect. That it's never early and it's never late. But it's always on time. It's like, yeah, but I've been praying for this forever. Or this is a desire of my heart. And I know that God wants to give me the desires of my heart. Yes, that is true. But I think it's God who places those desires in your heart. And then they become the desire of your heart. When we try to do things in our own strength, we mess it up. God gave at the right time. Not too early, not too late. But he knew when we needed a Savior to come down and stand in that gap. You know, I remember growing up, whenever we would go to church, whenever, I mean, a service like this, me and my brother and my dad, we'd be waiting in the living room and dad would say, kids, what's our favorite thing to do? And we would say in stereo, waiting for mom. <laughs> she had to, you know, make up and jewelry and get all dressed, right? And, and we'd say, why? Why do we have to wait for, for mom? And dad would say, because she's worth it. It's disgusting. Because <laughs> she'd come down and then they'd hug and kiss. And I, my wife and I, we'd do that in front of these guys and they'd get the exact same reaction. Ugh, right? That's just what you're supposed to do when you're a kid. You see mom and oh, right? But that's what we did. We waited for mom. Well, for, for dad, it was worth the wait. For us, I mean, not so much. We just want to get going. But for dad, it was worth the wait. And, and this, is, this is, I see this, that God's timing is always perfect. And I think it's worth the wait that we say, hey, I want this in my time. I want this to be done the way I want it. But God has a plan. And he's got a purpose and a reason, and I don't know why, and I can't sit here and stand here and explain to you why that may be, but all I know is his ways are higher than ours and his thoughts are higher than ours, and everything he does is perfect, and everything I do is less than perfect. Check this out in Acts 4.12. There is salvation in no one else. There's salvation in no one else. We needed Jesus. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. There's salvation in no one else. We find our salvation in Jesus Christ. The only way we can receive a relationship with God is through Jesus. That's what he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except 
through me. So Jesus is the answer to our broken relationship with God. Say amen so I can move on. Good. Jesus is the answer to our broken relationship with others. I know. I'm trying to step on any toes. Jesus is the answer to our broken relationships with others. Jesus instructed his followers in John 13 to love one another humbly and sacrificially. Jesus prayed in John 17 that you and I, that there would be unity between us. And because we have received forgiveness in Jesus, we can also forgive, choose to forgive others. Look at this scripture in Ephesians 2. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into, everybody say, one people. One people when, in his own body, on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Together, as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on a... Did I already read this? Nope, cool, cool, good. By means of his death on the cross and our hostility toward each other was put to death. He brought the good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. That's some good scripture right there. Ephesians 2, 14 through 18. It says in here that Jesus breaks down hostility. And this is talking between the Jews and the Gentiles. And here's the thing. If you and I, we're, if you're not a Jew, then you are a Gentile. And because the, this was broke down, because Jesus Christ came, he didn't come just for the Jews. He came for all of us. And there's no longer them and us, but we are one body, it says, reconciled to Jesus Christ. One body, and he gets rid of all the hostility. He makes peace. And you know, we sing these songs about peace and glad tidings of comfort and joy and peace on earth, goodwill to men, and oh, holy night, and oh, silent night. And then we go hang out with the in-laws and fight. Not any of you. Or there's relationships in our lives where there is no peace, where there's actually some hostility between other Christians or between friends or family members or whoever it may be, but there's hostility. And I want you to know that Jesus Christ reconciled us to Him and He's forgiven us. And I want you to know something, He's forgiven them too. And because he has shown us great forgiveness, I would offer to you this evening that we also show great forgiveness to others. And so tonight, if you're here and you say, I have a broken relationship, maybe with God or maybe with someone else, I want you to know that Jesus is the answer. That Jesus is the answer. He's the God of peace. And for whatever hostility you may have in your life, I want you to know that Jesus is the answer. The third thing, Jesus is the answer to our fears and anxieties. Jesus is the answer to our fears and anxieties. I don't know if you know this or not, but life involves hardship. 
And with hardship come worry, fear, and doubt. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Jesus says in John 16, that in this world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So you and I, we are going to experience trouble. We're going to experience anxieties and worries and fears, but be of good cheer. Everybody show me your cheer face. Jesus Christ has overcome the world. That's good news. Matthew 6 says this, So don't worry about these things, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father, look at this, already knows all of your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he'll give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Today's trouble is enough for today. Why worry about what may or may not happen tomorrow? I don't know about you, but you can ask my wife. She's not in here right now. She had to step out for a few moments. But I will think about a conversation that I'm going to have with somebody, and I'll run it like 85,000 different ways in my mind. Anybody? And then I'm like, well, if this happens, then this happens. If this happens, then I'll... And if this happens, then this I mean, it just goes. It's, on, it's, just, it's just going through there. And it's just constant. And what actually happens when I have that conversation and it's oftentimes not anything like what was in my head. Because I'm so worried about tomorrow and I forget that there's just today standing right in front of me. And I allow fear and anxiety. I allow the worries of the world. This scripture says it's talking about the things we put on or what are we going to eat or what are we going to do and, and these things. But it could be bigger anxieties. It could be bigger fears. It could be things that may seem more pressing to you than just what you're going to wear or what you're going to eat. But I want you to know that Jesus is the answer to our fears and our anxieties. Instead of being afraid and worry, seek God. Instead of being afraid and worrying, seek God. He will give you everything you need. Don't worry about what may or may not happen tomorrow. I spent, I don't know, the first 13 years of my life worrying. My parents were like, you're going to give yourself an ulcer. Knock it off. It's like, I don't really know what that is, but whatever. I can't just shut this off. And they said, you need to talk to Jesus about it because Jesus is the answer to your anxiety. Jesus is the answer to your worries and your fears. And I'm so glad that they did, and I'm so glad that Jesus was there for me. At any time when I start to get overwhelmed and I start to feel my head go below the water and the surface and I feel like I'm drowning, I know that God is right there. And he is the answer to my fear. He's the answer to my worry. Don't worry about what may or may not happen tomorrow. Trust in God. He, Jesus, is the answer to our fears and our anxieties. And finally, everybody say finally. finally. I told you this was going to be quick and painless. Jesus is the answer for the world. He's the answer for the world. The government is not the answer for the world. Leaders, no matter who they are, in this nation or any other, they are not the answer that this world needs. What this world needs is 
Jesus. Jesus is the answer for the world. He has a plan to fix this broken world, to set things right. Look at Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. We read this earlier. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And his government and its peace, look at this, will never end. He will rule, check this out, this is not like the leaders that we have today. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his his ancestor David for all of eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. Man, what is Jesus' plan for this earth? What is his plan for us? Is that his government and his peace will never end. The plan for this world of ours is that his peace would reign over this earth and that it would never end. Jesus Christ came as the wonderful counselor. The wonderful counselor counselor the holy spirit gives us wisdom and comforts us and counsels us and shows us how to live our lives mighty god he's our mighty god we don't have to walk through life thinking that we're just a meek tired christian we have a powerful force living inside of us The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and me. We have a mighty God. We have a God that was tempted in all points, just like you and me, fully God, fully man. He was tempted just like us, yet He never sinned. That is mighty. That takes strength. When was the last time you said, I'm not going to do that thing, and then four minutes later, you're like, well, better luck tomorrow. (laughs) You, Austin, you've said that. I believe it. That's my son, I can attest. He's a good kid. Mighty God. He is mighty. He's mighty to save. He breaks down strongholds. I mean, come on, He is a mighty God. Everlasting Father. He's our Heavenly Father forever and ever. Prince of Peace. Peace. I keep that word. It keeps coming. Peace. Peace. Fear. Get rid of the fear and the anxieties. He is our peace. He wants to just cover you and envelop you like a, like a warm blanket by a fire. Just, hmm. I don't be falling asleep on me. But he just wants to wrap you in peace. He's our counselor, our mighty God, our everlasting Father, and he came to establish a kingdom of peace that will never end. Peace forever. In a world that so desperately needs peace, that's what he said he will do, that his peace will reign forever. So when you feel worried, when you feel anxious, when you feel that anxiety, when you feel hostility towards others, when you feel far away from God, I want you to know he wants to fill you with peace. Because his kingdom is peace forever, perpetual, continual, till the ends of time, he gives us peace. For more information on New Covenant, contact us at 3318 Fifth Avenue South, Fort Dodge, Iowa, 50501. Or you can call us at 515 
955 6222